0: The Fontenelle Final Bell podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Do you want to remind folks a three day holiday weekend in store for us with President's Day on Monday, which means we saw a little bit of a. Quietness to the trade for a Friday, and as we are being joined by Eric Kruger, Eric is with Smart Yield based out of Kearney, Nebraska. And no surprise, it is February, and we got to kind of remind ourselves this is typical, you know, that we see kind of some quietness in February in the markets, even considering everything that's happening globally
1: it is and yesterday we really saw you know the big moves and really some negative political news and then you know a little bit of pressure some bad export numbers and i really saw the market tip yesterday and then today corn and beans kind of holding their own um came back okay wheat still a little negative but it, it could have been worse i think after the negative day we saw yesterday
0: well in that quietness that we've seen as we head into a holiday trade let's first of all look at this at this corn market it had some rough patches this past week
1: really has and then you know you, you glance up and look at it you got old crop really holding uh the, the march contractor on that 375 area go out to new crop holding right around four bucks just below it so um, when you step back and look at it uh it's the middle of february um there hasn't been a, t- a ton of news outside of when we hear a trade talk rumor or something announced that seems to swing the market a little bit but all, we seem to come back to these ranges that we've been in
0: well, we can't miss, before we even look at the rest of the grain markets, to talk about China, because it was very pivotal meetings that took place Thursday, uh, well, actually, Wednesday, Thursday, our time frame, Thursday, Friday, their time frame in China. But it sounds like things are moving forward with maybe some optimism.
1: I think so. I think we saw the push back a little bit uh, yesterday with the negativity that, you know, uh, President Trump might push back on the deadline and maybe raise the tariffs a little bit. And then all of a sudden overnight, we had an announcement that they're going to meet again next week and talks are moving forward. So like we've seen for the past few months, market back and forth, um, small ranges. But I I think we have to look at the big picture and go, okay. um, here in the next month and a half, we're really going to find out an acreage number, see where the market could go and then, After that, I think corn, compared to the other to to beans and wheat, I should say, um, corn really has a story there. Where if we uh, don't quite get as big as an acre number as uh, some of the markets looking for, we're going to have to have a heck of a crop. So weather premium is probably going to be a must. um, And and going forward, I think. Hopefully, it'll give us a chance to get out of these ranges.
0: You know, Eric, we've talked about that on and off this whole week as the guys in the south are are getting ready to start their early planting. They've got extreme moisture down there. And already hearing those talks of corn versus bean acres, something we're not used to talking about in February.
1: Really not, and it seems like every year it gets earlier and earlier, but that decision is coming, um, and and it really is moisture-driven right now. We've seen a ton of moisture across the U.S., and especially in the South, where they're much closer uh, to planting than we are as we look out and see snow. But you're you're seeing pictures of some planters rolling in Texas and some other parts of the South, but I think there is a battle there. We always see it, uh, into the planting intentions report, into uh, decisions that guys need to make for crop insurance. So, I really need to look at the profitability, and hopefully the market will help guide us that way a little bit.
0: For the Soybeans, I mean, we saw finish on a finish on a day with some higher numbers, but a lot of talk about what's going on in South America with their weather maintaining and hopefully some, some good patterns for those producers.
1: Yeah, there's, they seem to be having you know a decent weather streak now that we've seen. They had a little bit of issues here over the last month, and now it looks like weather's still at the forefront down there, but it looks like it's going to be all right. Uh, did have open numbers come out this morning, um, way above trade estimates, uh, 171.63 versus a guess, really in that 169.5 area. So um, that was good to see, but I think short term, there's pressure in that market. I think it all boils back down to uh, a trade deal and whether we we can get that done because when you look at really the first time in quite a while that we've seen a, a negative export weekly number, um, the biggest one we've ever seen. Cancellations out of China and unknown, probably probably both China, um, really kind of negative, but it was nice to see beans kind of come back today and still see the front month above nine dollars. Um, you've got new crop above nine fifty. Um, it seems like we've had that 960 lid here for a while, but at least you know we haven't seen the market just really collapse. And we're still
0: playing catch up to the partial government shutdown with the release of numbers.
1: We are, and part of part of us likes to the, the believe that the, the trade is digested or knows a lot of those numbers, but they still come out, and the market still reacts to them. But I, I think. Uh, We'll get those caught up. It's nice to know that we're not going to shut down again, hopefully, here in in the near future, anytime soon. So um, the numbers will come. Uh, It'll help make the trade a little more fluid, I think, Um, and hopefully uh, give us an opportunity going forward.
0: Do the crush numbers continue to remain, though, on the stronger side? Uh,
1: I was was surprised to see them as as strong as they were this week. Uh, We'll see going forward. I think uh, we're going to have to see our exports and and world usage pick up a little bit here but uh, if, if they do i think if as long as we can kind of hold part on crush that's a good thing
0: well the corn had the spillover pressure from the wheat as we look at that wheat market what is going on there
1: it's it's pretty pretty amazing and i think i one of the big things and and I, I don't know if anybody's really talked about it much today but if you if you look at wheat and all of a sudden we have our we've had our dollar push up to this 97 area and it kind of put european wheat at a at a a little lower price in the u.s and then today all of a sudden we've had the dollar put in a new high for this move on the march contract and as of right now um lower than yesterday's close so a little daily reversal right now and that could be a good sign maybe we hold 97 and kind of break lower here and get get our wheat back uh, back really in in the, in the front as far as cheapest in the world and maybe we can get some more export business out of that
0: do you see this winter and the cold snap that we're having another one having any effect when it comes to the winter wheat crop
1: I, I think it has to but you know the market sure doesn't seem like it you know and I think that the price of world wheat's come down and just with with no export business and the dollar being up I think that's affected us but I think at some point we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out here in the near future but I, I, I think all this cold weather excess moisture not as much snow cover has to have an effect at some point point.
0: and not only on the wheat market just on the on the grains in general when it comes to to movement of the crop and looking ahead to spring planting
1: yeah, I think guys have uh, struggled moving grain around um, this year, especially as we get into delivery. We know that coming up uh, here in the next couple weeks. So uh, they've battled that. Um, we really have to, when you look farther out, and I just heard uh, another uh, weather report that if you, if you look out into the 30-day, it's going to stay cold for a while.
0: The Fontanelle final bell coming up after this on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Eric Kruger joins us with Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. We look at uh, the, the back half of this and obviously we're gonna move over and talk about the happenings of the livestock market and we gotta talk about hogs first and foremost. Uh can we hold the front month, Eric, like we have? You
1: it, know it's it's nice to see hogs, you know, the April Hog contract hold this. Hold this fifty-eight dollar area. It's kind of this line in the sand that we've had for quite some time, and we held it. We're back off of it. Had a nice close today, uh, up up in the mid fifty-nines, and um, we're hopefully kind of forming or looking to find a seasonal low in here. Um, If this front month can hold, I think the big supply we have, the pressure will kind of subside a little bit. But you know, the tough part is, is when you look at it, we've got some of the lowest product pricing we've had uh, in the hog market for quite some time. What we really need is that thought of second half of the year, get China and Mexico back in buying product, And I think this, you know, if we can see a tariff deal, see some things shake out. I think the, the market can be supported. But right now, we just got to hope we can hold these lows. Um, hopefully they're in place and we can see some upside from here.
0: I don't want to be the, uh, the jinxer, but we haven't heard about African swine fever any spreads at least in the last couple of days.
1: Yeah, we haven't. And I, I think at some point down the road, that's going to come to fruition because uh, either way it's been a, quite the problem so i think if we if we've got it under control it makes everybody feel better i won't say they have it under control <laughs> we might just not heard anything for a while but I, I think that supports our market at some point point. Um, and i think you know right now that's just nice to see hogs hold off this big break and uh, hopefully we can see a little more upside next week
0: is there um a seasonal low i know going to be in place as we move forward in the next couple of months these guys wanting to see some higher prices is that optimism there
1: yeah, I think that optimism's there, and I, you, you look out to deferred months, and, you know, we're $20 higher out to that, those summer months, and I, as we should be, but, and that's pretty normal. But right now, it, you know, when you, when you look at the front month in that April contract, you really just got to step back and go, we haven't been at these levels since uh, back in August, and I think they've held right now. And when you look at it on a chart, it looks pretty promising that we could at least retrace up a little ways here, get this market back up into the mid-60s.
0: Head over to the cattle market, and boy, I tell you, they have had one tough winter so far
1: really have it's been it's been one of the toughest winters that i can remember in my career doing this so i don't know that that says much but uh we've had some you know a little bit of moisture down in the southern part um of cattle country but a little bit of snow of course as we're seeing here but it's more the cold weather it's more uh tough on keeping weight and keeping the production on um for feeders and then you look over on the calf side and it's the guys that are starting to calf they're the cavers that are going um it's tough we were talking off there you know if Thank goodness the wind's not blowing with a storm. And, you know, I think, but they get through it. We seem to get through it every year. And, and the market really is stabilized up here. Um, a little of a little sign of caution as we go forward when we start looking, usually our beef demand starts to slide here. And seasonally we start to sell off. Um, we get that April contract, June contract kind of peaking towards the end of the month and start moving lower. So uh, we want to keep that in mind with guys. Um, we have some really great opportunities up in, you know, um, in April above 120. 27, June, up above 118 even on the close today. So keep that in mind as we move forward.
0: And we, we look at the cash prices and what are your thoughts? Because I know it just seems not a lot of fire under it.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun to see, uh, hopefully, as, as we've been used to, you know, late Friday trade and, and see what that does. I think steady is the big picture for today and everything I've heard. Bids um, a little lower, but it seems like we always come back up to steady here. So uh, we haven't put a new high in, and that's a little concerning on that futures contract. And I think there's such a gap from futures to cash that we could really see um, that futures market kind of come back to February now that we get really close to expiration.
0: Well, as you look at both grain and livestock as a whole, and producers are dealing, obviously, if they've got livestock, they're dealing with the weather. If they've got grains, they're dealing with the global side of it. What are some advice or things that you guys are making sure your customers know as we get ready to move into the month of March?
1: yeah on on the cattle side we're definitely looking at locking up profitability um there's crop to be had if you are feeding cattle out to those summer months so uh take advantage of that um we're on the high side of the ranges that we've seen and i think it's uh, it's a good idea to take advantage of that and on the flip side over to the grains you know there's a pretty compelling story for corn going forward depending on the weather we see and the acres that we end up planting but i think you got to be ready for it and it seems like more and more lately that our opportunities are very short-lived so have a plan in place be able to take advantage of it um, and on the bean side really uh, we're not that far from a, a profitable opportunity as well so in the 950s here if we can somehow get through the ceiling over the next couple months get up into that 980 $10 range I think guys need to be aggressive about that as well. thinking they should be doing or what
0: suggestions or conversations are you having?
1: Yeah, I, I think if if you have to uh, move grain here in the delivery on the March contract, I think uh, we we've seen up into the low 380s. We're sitting here at 375. I think through and here, guys need to look at that. And if not, if you're looking to move, hold it and roll it out.
0: Best way for folks to get a hold of you?
1: Um, they can give us a call through 82346805, or they can go to mysmartyield.com.
0: All right, thanks so much, Eric. Eric Kruger joining us. Thanks to Fontenelle and all the local Fontenelle dealers as well. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network.
1: You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.